again, gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them beat you down, don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no, don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down, you just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. You are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian from NPR. And today is a beautiful, gray day outside. And the ocean looks so peaceful. And, and it's just lovely. I feel like if that's going to be your your persona for this show, that I, I want to go the other way and just be like, I'm the, I'm the wacky, wacky talk radio DJ. Here, I'm here with Wacky Charles from K97 <laughs> AM, uh, the morning show. That makes people want to die inside their cars during their commute. Hey, guys, That's I don't know uh, if you notice out there, but the cars around you are not moving, and neither are you. Hope you have a good excuse to be late to work today, because you're probably going to be fired. You really need, like, special effects if you're going to do that. Like, bah, 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 bah. like, that really should be, like, the, you need those. I was actually listening to one of those on my way down here. Really? I, I was, my uh, my normal, like, I usually, like, stream music off my phone, but it wasn't working today, so I was like, well, crap. So I, I turned on the radio in an attempt to get here. <laughs> mildly entertained and I was just disgusted by everything I heard. I'm like, really? Really like they there was literally a conversation going on about a girl they'd interviewed from a porn website and the amount of misogyny that I was witness to. And I I can be pretty misogynistic at times. I freely admit I can be a douchebag and these guys were too much. I was just like, whoa, this is bad. no, I'm not listening to this. I was just like, wow. Yeah, uh, she's a person with feelings. Yeah. We, we shouldn't just view her as an object, guys. But what, uh, no. So she was on the show as an interviewee? Yeah. How did she respond to it? Well, she'd, she'd hung up, I guess, and, and uh, the interview had ended, and she'd gone, and like, they were talking about it, and they're like, <laughs> and I'm not even going to repeat some of the stuff they said, but let's Thank just you. say that, <laughs> that her as a person was not involved. It was all about her physically and what she did, so... Wow. Well, there's a lot it of wannabe Howard Stern's out there. Yeah, a lot of wannabe. It was wannabe Howard Stern hour. <laughs> so, yeah. It's almost Christmas time. Yes. Speaking of cheerier, more jolly things. Right. And so, you got any fun stuff planned for the holidays or Um, I really want to drink the new Blue Moon winter seasonal beer and watch probably some college basketball. That's my plans. I so thought you were going to say like it's a Wonderful Life or some kind of classic. Oh, yeah, no, I will. I definitely watch. Uh, well, I don't know. See, I, I alternate them. Like, I watched It's a Wonderful Life last year, but I didn't watch White Christmas. So this year I'll watch White Christmas. Next year I'll watch It's a Wonderful Life. Or maybe I'll give in and watch It's a Wonderful Life again because I love that movie. <laughs> it is a classic. Oh, yeah. What about some of the more lighthearted isn't the word because White Christmas is plenty lighthearted. It's a Wonderful Life is not lighthearted. I actually am I'm still confused as to how that's really become a Christmas movie. I think it might have I think because it, because it takes place around Christmas time. Yeah. It lo- it locked in and it has like some iconic Christmas imagery with Bedford Falls and whatnot. Yeah. But that is that's just kind of a a drama. It's an interesting take on existence and life. It's yeah, not no, really it's, it's a actually uh, it was labeled a communist manifesto when it came out. No shit. Yeah, the Frank Capra when the witch hunt, the communist witch hunt was happening in the fifties. They were naming. They names. used yeah naming names. They actually had Capra in front of Congress uh, because of that movie because 
because George Bailey's like, oh, everyone should have money and be okay, and not. Uh, and Mr. Potter, the evil rich guy, is the villain, and so they were like, that guy's clearly a commie. He wants people to have money. Can you imagine what it would be like if they still did that today with the movies? I'm, uh, I actually, Fox News still does. I remember when the Muppet movie came out. Uh, not, the Muppet not, movie? Yeah, not the not Muppets Most Wanted, the one that just the recently. The, came for out, the Muppet, the first yeah, one, the, with uh, Jason Segel. Yeah, it, you've seen that, right? Hey, I've seen the movie, yeah. The main bad guy is name is Tex Richmond. Yeah. And the storyline there is that he is lying to Kermit about you know, he wants to he, he wants to get the deed to the old Muppet Theater and the Muppets think that he's gonna or Kermit at least thinks that he's gonna do some sort of a, you know, restoration type project or something with it. Right. But his 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 plan is he's actually gonna demolish it because there's oil underneath it or something. Yeah. Or something something like that, yeah, I remember. And I remember Fox News just went just went crazy with the fact that it was clearly a left wing liberal agenda in this movie because the evil bad guy is only evil because he's after money and his name is Tex Richmond and he wants to drill for oil and wow. all like all I remember thinking was no 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 he was an quote I'm doing finger quotes again for those of you that are you know not in the studio with us mm. um, uh, he's an evil bad guy. Because he was lying about his intentions, and because he would regularly do the maniacal laugh. Right. Maniacal yeah, no, that laugh. It is sort of weird that like somehow people can't divorce those two things in their mind. Like, oh, he's evil because he's lying. Like, if if he just came up to Kermit and was like, "I want to buy your theater, bulldoze it, and drill for oil," and Kermit was like, "No thanks," and he was like, "Okay." Right, not an evil person. Or even if it was a hostile takeover, if it sure. was like I'm buying this, you can't pay the bank. I'm buying this, and this is what I'm going to do with it. And Kermit's like, "Oh, that sucks." He's, I still wouldn't flag him as evil. I'd be like, yeah, a little heartless, sure. Yeah, but not a, not not definitely a good person. But yeah. but not, I wouldn't say he's like you know, I wouldn't call. It, but yeah, and beyond beyond the lying, I mean, you know, to delve more into the action of that movie, he he then actually goes out of his way to try and sabotage the Muppets' efforts to raise the money to save the right. The yeah, so at that point, that guy's clearly stuff. yeah, <laughs> he's doing bad things at that point. Yeah, but but somehow Fox News yeah, they failed to understand a children's movie. Well, that doesn't surprise but me. It, it was weird. And I'll, I'll say this. Other ones, too. Like, uh, anytime a movie, a religious movie comes out, mm-hmm. MSNBC kind of gets up and, and likes to do the left-wing thing at it. And I'm just like, yep. guys, it's just a movie. Yeah. It's, just, it's not a manifesto. It's not anything. Just let it go. You yep. know? Like, like we, all don't, we all don't like the Transformers films. We can all express that we don't like them without resorting to calling Michael Bay... <laughs> a Satanist or a communist or whatever ist we want to call someone like it's just right. he could just have made a bad movie or right. a movie you don't like you know that kind of thing so and I, I think it's a good point you make that uh, I know I I bitch about Fox News a lot and it's I have unfortunate access to it in my life and so I think that's why I notice it but you're right both both sides uh, the mainstream media at least in this country I don't I can't speak for other countries but at least in this country the mainstream media it that you're not ever going to get the full story if you're just watching one. Yeah. Well, I will say I think it's really the 24-hour news network mm. because honestly, if you've gotten to the point in your news program where you're deconstructing the plot of a Muppet movie to find something, <laughs> you have too much time on your hands. Like, I grant you there's got to be enough news to fill a 24-hour news cycle. But honestly, there probably isn't like big no, news, not. news that matters. Like like if if Dan Rather used to be able to do the news in 45 minutes and everyone felt like, yeah, I feel like I know the world. We're good. Mm. At what point was somebody like, you know what we need? 
like another 22 hours of you know more news that would i really feel like that would help people understand the world so i think it's just too much news oh absolutely yeah the the idea of a 20 i just think we'd all be better off if if there was if there was still a 24-hour access to breaking news like Like the internet or something yeah like that like a like a place i could go and search the news i wanted to see (laughs) well but but not even like like when things are happening that you weren't expecting or wouldn't know to search about you know like like i get that where they break into your programming they don't seem to break into programming a whole lot anymore. They they now do planned preemptions, like when the president has a speech, yeah. primetime TV is going to be put on hold, but they know that's going to happen. It is a rarity when we actually have those interruptions because we have 24-hour news now, so CNN and Fox News and them, they're sitting there waiting for something to happen, and they can talk about it. If we got rid of them sitting there talking about nothing for 24 hours until they had something to talk about, I feel like we'd be better off if we did just amp up more of the yes program interruption sorry you you missed part of dancing with the stars because a guy got shot somewhere mm-hmm. but i feel like that i feel like we would be it'd be more to the point we wouldn't have six solid days of dissecting one particular story from whatever slant they're looking at it from if we if we were interrupting tv shows if we were interrupting primetime shows that have a lot of ad money and revenue behind them yeah I have a feeling we'd get we'd get the actual information and they'd get the fuck off the TV. They get off, yeah, way quicker. No, that that's part of what Twenty Four Hour News Network launches into is their. Uh, I do you remember the Malaysian flight that went down and no one could find it? Yes. And how long that stayed on the news? Like it was a tragedy. It was sad. Sure, like devote like a day to it or two. Mm. But they got to the point where like weeks later they had like some guy in a submersible. Like trying to like in the van in, up in Vancouver, BC, uh, the Vancouver Sound up there, they put a news reporter in a submersible and he's down in the ocean driving around in a submersible being like, this is really what the searchers are seeing now. And they spent like an hour special on just this guy driving a manned submarine around the, va- <laughs> the harbor of Vancouver, BC, so that he could tell you what it's like to be in a submarine down there. Like it was just useless. It's information yep. that didn't need to like all the while talking about like. Like, I think at one point on, I don't remember which one it was, but I remember John Stewart had talked about it. Uh, someone, they, they trotted out aliens on, on, on a news network. They gave at least 10 minutes of play to a guy whose theory was that aliens had abducted the Malaysian flight. That that was something they needed to spend some time on to really dissect. Because you, the viewer, needed to know this information. Wasn't there a movie about a decade ago, like The Forgotten or something like that? Yep. And wasn't Julianne Moore's in it? Yeah. Th- didn't they go with aliens in that? That was yep, aliens. The the plot of it that was pretty much even, somebody came even on that and did it. Felt because I, I remember seeing that movie because they don't they didn't hint at aliens in the trailers for that one. Yeah, no, just like poof. Yeah, sorry if you haven't seen it and you're really a huge Julianne it's, Moore fan. We just ruined it for you. If but you whatever. haven't seen it after ten years, I'm not sorry. There's no spoiler rule does not apply. <laughs> ten, <laughs> years ten years later. But ten years later, I think I think Bruce Willis is dead. Wh- what? Uh, yeah. I think we decided our our rule was what pretty much what one year kind of within a year. They try and give it like a year yeah. or two. Yeah, so so we're going to talk about this, but no, th- that movie I remember came out and I went to see it because it, it, it felt like it was going to be some sort of a government cover-up, government conspiracy type thing. The trailer did have a lot of cool stuff in it. I remember yeah. like people like flying up in the air. You're like, whoa, what's going on? Right. And and, and, and it ends up being what it is. And I, and I remember even watching it, you know, knowing it, well, I wasn't going to see a documentary, Sure. But it just it just seemed like a cop out even then in a fictional film. It was like, oh, we're doing this. And it's it not believable and it's yeah. not interesting. Yeah. 
Burp. Burp. But I do think that the 24-hour news things, yeah, they, they dig into, like you said, they're bringing out aliens and stuff. It's uh, like they get a story, and then they just have to cover it from every angle. That, and it, uh, Sure, you could call it in-depth news coverage, but there's a point where it just gets ridiculous. It just becomes conspiracy theories. Uh, yeah, it's just noise Literally. at that point to make noise. Speaking of conspiracy theories, I, I had a thought the other day, mm-hmm. it, which is a scary thing when that happens. Like There's like a tingling in my head that mm-hmm. I'm not used to, but... There's a movie coming out. Um, I don't remember which one triggered this, but it made me realize that I think Hollywood, mm. I think Hollywood has done some dirty deeds. No. And I say that because I think that their the movie industry isn't clean. I I think that they're murdering people. Okay. Yeah, because I realized that these biopics come out, mm-hmm. and that's what it was. It was Angel- the new movie uh, Unbroken that Angelina Jolie is directing. Yeah. These biopics come out about these people. And what what made me think was the Unbroken looks like it looks like it's going to be a good movie. I'm actually excited to see it. Mm. it. It I don't know the story yet, so I'm happy about that. Like I saw I saw Foxcatcher, which I'll talk to you about in a second, but I mm, saw nice. Foxcatcher not knowing the actual story cuz you know these are things from the news, so it's kind of like sure. spoiler cuz if you know what happened, you know what happens. <coughs> right. I thankfully didn't, so I enjoyed it. I don't really know the full story for this Unbroken movie, so I'm excited about that to see what, what's happening. It's uh, aliens. <laughs> damn it. But I know that the guy that it's based on, mm. this might be a spoiler for some folks, doesn't die in the movie because he was still alive to do interviews with Angelina Jolie right, as yeah, they were promoting sort of, it. Yeah. So unless they swerve it slightly and do kill him in the movie, which could happen, I suppose, but I doubt it. The movie is called Unbroken. Not broken. Well, so I would think that he's not going to die. Maybe the title's not about the ending shot of the movie. I, you don't I, know how it ends. I get. I don't know too many movies like like that are called like unsomething, and then that person has that exact thing out. Like like. Hey, have you seen Superman Returns? Un Superman Returns. Uh, uh, Superman Returns was not so super. It was pretty super in my book. Really, you like that one? Superman Returns, the one Brian Singer did. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Wasn't like the best Superman movie ever, but it wasn't bad. I don't understand people that hate that movie. I don't get it. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So this this Unbroken movie's coming out, and Access Hollywood or something was mm. doing. A, Angelina Jolie had, had done some interviews for it and t- telling about why she wanted to make this film, and and then they actually talked to the 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 guy that it's based on, mm-hmm. and then they say. Uh, that he he sadly he passed away before getting to see this finished product because like since the fifties he's wanted this his story to come out in film. Oh, he okay. didn't want it. He didn't want it in book form. I guess he wanted it in film, and he's waited fifty years for that to happen. And so I guess that'd be in the sixties, wouldn't it? We're already in twenty fourteen. Yes. Wow, math is hard, and I'm old. So they make a point of saying, uh, you know, unfortunately he he did pass away recently. I think like within the last year or maybe several months or something sure he's recently passed away okay and that got me thinking the movie ray about ray charles yep that was also one that ray charles was alive while they were working on it because i remember jamie fox talking to him and stuff he passed away before it came out he didn't get to see it finished yeah that's true and walk the line walk the line and then, Cash, yeah. and then the, uh, the, the, the there's, a little, there's a little more time given here for the James Brown movie that they did recently. Yeah, he, he was gone before that, but who knows how long the movie was in development? Well, okay, somebody probably knows, but I don't know. And it just got me thinking: Is it possible that Hollywood is hedging their bets on these films by 
killing off these these focal points so that the movie all of a sudden has just that much more weight. Yes, it's totally worth their time to murder Johnny Cash so that they can get a better box office. Hey, I'm just saying. I would think it would actually give them a worse box office. Really? Uh, well, I guess maybe you'd give them better. I don't know. but if, 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 if there's a movie coming out about Johnny Cash and you're a mild Johnny Cash fan, mm. you might see it. You might go to see it or you might think, that's cool. I'll wait till it's on Netflix or Redbox. Johnny Cash dies, and all of a sudden, you know, the world, the world, the, the country did mourn. I mean, Johnny Cash was an icon. Sure. Oh yeah. You're gonna feel more drawn to go and see that movie because you're like, you know what? I'm really feeling the Johnny Cash thing right now. I'm not saying that it's fact. I'm saying it's a it's a conspiracy theory that popped into my head. And I should really, I should just send an email over to somebody like Fox News and let them run. Just probably let them run with <laughs> it, yeah. Because I, I, they, you, they've you been could, all over. The liberal media killed whatever this guy's name was about that's in Unbroken. You could, you could be the uh, the pundit that goes on. Yes, no, I have vital proof because I noticed that Johnny Cash died this day and his movie came out this day. I think part of it's that. I mean, the other thing is like they they rush shit like that when it happens. Like the Steve Jobs thing. Steve Jobs died, and a year later, Ashton Kutcher's in a movie about him. Mm. And Sony did, did not do well. It didn't do well because uh, there was another movie in development, and this is something I'm totally excited to talk about now that I can totally discount your theory, which is you're insane. But anyway, uh, so prove me wrong. I just did. No, um, <laughs> you, you can't say I discount it. And that's proof. No, I just I just said you're insane. That's, that's that's valid. That that's a valid point, I think. Um, but so Sony recently had a hack uh, on that. They got hacked, and a lot of personal emails. Don't came tell out. me that we saw Sony naked. We did. Oh. A lot of Sony naked. Oh uh, man, sorry, Sony. That's yeah. it's you know it's it's it it's unpleasant. shameful. It's disrespectful. That's a theft. It was. Sony didn't well, actually want us to see it naked. It, it, <laughs> Let me just tell you this. Sony, turns out, looks very ugly naked because uh, the things that have come out since then have basically showed that Sony might be the most incompetent <laughs> movie studio in the entire world. Well, we've seen the Spider-Man franchise. That Hey, you know what? I'll lead in with that and then come back around for Steve Jobs. So here's the thing. Uh, Marvel attempted to make... to, to, to They reached out to Sony. and in, in the, uh, There's a series of emails... Marvel reached out to Sony trying to get them it to see if they could put, you know, their like profit sharing or something, if they could get Spider-Man for the new Captain America movie. Oh, for the Civil War storyline, yeah. Right. They wanted him. Right. And they did everything in their power to try and make it happen. And Sony responded with, well, we don't know what we want to do with Spider-Man. Because guess what? They're going to reboot him. They're going to reboot him again? Yeah. How old are these emails? Were they talking about this? Was this pre-reboot, maybe? This is post Spider Man Two. They're gonna reboot Spider Man again. Yeah. Are they still planning on doing the Sinister Six? Uh, I don't. I don't know. See, the thing is, they don't actually. They've talked about rebooting. I shouldn't say they're going to reboot him. They don't know what they want to do with Spider Man after Spider Man Two was not the biggest box office hit they'd hoped for. I mean, didn't lose them money, but they're not making as much money as they have been off Spider Man, and so. They're having a winter meeting next month in January to decide what to do with Spider-Man. Are you kidding me? I am not joking. That part I can tell you is definitely in the email that next month the heads of Sony are going to get together and try and figure out what to do with Spider-Man. 
it's too soon for a reboot. I'm a Spider-Man fan, and you can't. I'm, I enjoy Spider-Man, or used to, but. The, uh, the, no, no, no. I still enjoy Spider-Man, not those movies. Right. But I still, I mean. Oh, he's great. Spider-Man's awesome. Yeah, he's a great character. Huge following. He's one of Marvel's most popular characters. Easily one of the pop- most popular characters. But even with, and this is not to slam our country's people or anything like that because I'm one of them, but sure. I, I think it's fair to say that, that we've got a short attention span in America. Yes. Even with our short attention span, I just don't see people buying it going, yeah, sure, why not? This would be, what, the third one within a decade? Yeah. Go for it. I mean, I don't know if they'll go with the reboot. I think they'll keep Andrew Garfield around, and I think they'll, but they're going to try something stupid. I know they will. I mean, it, uh, maybe my based idea on what Emma I, Stone coming back as a different character could be. Well, what maybe she could play Spider-Man, too. <laughs> Just make Spider-Man a chick, and everything is played by Emma Stone. I would watch that movie. Um, oh, her in the Spider-Man suit would be hot. See, there you go. I just sold Sony. Well, you know, if only I, if only Hollywood listened to me, but they don't. It I should have said it. Ah, dang it. Um, let's but anyway, get, let's so get Emma Stone in the Spider-Man suit. I, I just want you to know that there was a universe where in the new Captain America movie, you would have had Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., and Andrew Garfield all fighting like uh, as this awesome... That could have been a thing. And yeah. it isn't because Sony was too stupid to go, oh, man, they seem to have a good thing. We seem to be screwing up Spider-Man. Maybe, and they didn't even have to, It wasn't even to give us Spider-Man. It was a, we'll split the profits. You get this part. We get this part. They, they were Marvel was at the table and ready to deal. And Sony wouldn't even show up to the table because, like, well, we don't know what we want to do with him. So it's not happening now. That is stupid. So that was the first email thing that I was like, wow, that's just dumb. Here's their second email leak. Uh, one of the bigger movies this year was 22 Jump Street. Yes. I don't know if you got to see it. I, uh, I haven't even seen the first one yet, but I want to see both. They're, they're quite funny. They're good. I enjoy them. Uh, they want to blend it. In, they want to blend that franchise with the Men in Black franchise. What? Yeah. It's like one of their biggest projects right now. There's a whole bunch of emails about how they want the guys from tw- from the Jump Street franchise to go have a crossover into the Men in Black world. And here's th- here's the other part. It won't have Tommy Lee Jones in it or Will Smith. They just want those two guys to go fight aliens. That's literally what the executives at Sony have been sending each other emails about. Is oh man, what what this what this needs is aliens. <laughs> Like this is definitely the alien podcast. I'm just going to put that out there, but <laughs> but uh, that is that is that is what they want to do. That is their big tentpole summer 2016 or 2017 picture they want to make is 22 Jump Street with aliens from I, Men in Black. I have no words. Yeah. See that it, it was just you, you got to sit there and marvel at how <laughs> see how I put that word in there. Marvel at at just the absolute incompetence. Now. Um, now we come back. Around. So then, anyway, that's the second thing I heard. The third thing that's come out since the Sony hack um, is the Steve Jobs movie fiasco that they had. Now, you're you're a fan of the newsroom, right? Yes, I haven't watched any of the new season yet, but yeah. But you enjoy the show. Oh, I love it. Written by Aaron Sorkin, great writer. Wrote yeah. Social Network. I feel like newsroom. you're setting me up. He wrote the Steve Jobs movie they want to do at Sony. It's draft of it. Supposedly, it's really good. They wanted to get David Fincher, the director of the Social Network, to make the movie. And they're like, and they had Christian Bale lined up. Who, if you think about it, Christian Bale's sort of a dead ringer for Steve Jobs. Yeah, put a beard on him and a ponytail, and you're just about there. Yeah, I can see that. So that doesn't that sound like a great movie? Wouldn't you greenlight that movie right now? Yeah, they're trying to, but they're in a fight with Angelina Jolie right now. What over? Because she wants David Fincher to direct her new Cleopatra movie, 
and uh, Eric Roth is the writer of that. He wrote like Forrest Gump and like a bunch of other really like Oscar winning movies and stuff. Right. So he's, he's he's got clout, and obviously Angelina Jolie has clout. But the emails that came out are between Scott Rudin, the produ- he's a super producer in Hollywood. Um, he's producing the uh, the Steve Jobs movie, and he wants David Fincher, and Amy Pascal, who's the CEO of movie development at Sony. Basically, it's Scott Rudin trashing the shit out of Angelina Jolie and uh, Amy Pascal being like, look, I know she's a bitch, but I can't do anything about it. Like, like I actually saved this on my phone. I'm going to haul up and read to you the part that somebody was going through and they have this in bold print. This is Scott Rudin talking about Angelina Jolie and how she is. Uh, uh, now, before you get while you're, while you're pulling this up. Oh, it's up. But anyway, one thing ahead. that I because I, I've seen I, I saw a blip or two about these Sony leaks and something happening, but I didn't really I haven't had I have not had the time this week to, to delve in to find out what the hell it's about. Has the validity of any of this been confirmed? Oh, yeah. No, it's Sony. Yes. Okay. okay. It's come directly like, from I, them. I, I totally want to believe all this, too. I'm just saying it wouldn't be, again, I'm the one that also thinks that Hollywood might be murdering people to make movie sales better, mm. but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility once, just like with the fappening, a lot of sure. fake fake photos also started getting popped up. Like, they oh, did, yeah, these yeah. are part of it. it. It's not out of the realm of possibility that once a sizable hack or leak from Sony is known, that people don't start manufacturing things to be like, oh yeah, this sure. came from the leak too. It could happen, but these ones are definitely like they're from the like the hack site. Like okay, it's, it's it it's it's legit, and there's a whole lot of people in Hollywood right now, including Scott Rudin, backpedaling as fast as they can because of this. This is a direct quote of what they said. I'm just going to read up a quick paragraph here. This is from email of Scott Rudin to uh, Amy Pascal vis-a-vis. Angelina Jolie and her wanting their director that they have for Steve Jobs, David Fincher. I've told you exactly how I want to do this material. It's the only way I want to do this material, reference to the Steve Jobs film. I'm not remotely interested in presiding over a $180 million ego bath that we both know will be the career-defining debacle for both of us, in reference to the Angelina Jolie film. Here's where it gets really mean. I'm not destroying my career over a minimally talented, spoiled brat who thought nothing of shoving this off her plate for 18 months so she could go direct a movie. I have no desire to be making a movie with her or anybody that she runs and that we don't. She's a camp event and a celebrity, and that's all, and the last thing anybody needs is to make a giant bomb with her that any fool could see coming. Fuck. That's the nicer part. <laughs> it gets worse, but... I want to hear it. I want to anyway, hear it. Anyway, it just... I mean, it, the rest of it is... Uh, if you want at some point to talk about this the way I pitched it to you, which was a responsible way to make this subject with some proper cover for us all and a proper price, I'm happy to do it. I'm also happy to say all of this to Angie directly, as I have no need to keep her happy, and what I do have is the right to determine for myself, A, what I want to do with my own time and work, and B, what I want to do with material I incepted. I won't be part of this idiocy, and I'm not, and believe me, I'm dead serious about this. So yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Wow. He's basically telling her, you need to to tell this crazy Angelina Jolie bitch to shut up and go away because we want to do a movie with David Fincher. And I, at, at no point you'll notice did they talk about what David Fincher wants to do. I was just going to say, what is David they Fincher they don't say? care. They're just like, you got to do this. So, uh, yeah. Wow. that That's the magic of Hollywood for you there, folks. And, you, and you don't think, you don't think that people like that have the capability 
to kill someone for an opening box <laughs> office. To kill somebody for an opening box office. I'm not saying it's it's completely impossible. Oh, I know it's an out there theory, but but it's not. It's it's you know what I think it holds more validity than aliens taking a Malaysian plane. I will grant you, yes, it does hold Boom. more validity than aliens taking a Malaysian plane. By the end of this podcast, I, I you're going to be on board. I will not. Yeah, we're going to be I going to see no. the LAPD and be like, you got to stop them. They're evil. Yeah. So the uh, the Sony leak is occurring and has made people totally believe that they might kill people for an opening box office weekend based <laughs> based solely on how much of an idiot Sony is. By the way, they lost the Aaron Sorkin script. Uh, Universal bought it out from under them. So they, they had it, they were going to do it, and then somehow, I don't know how, this, one's, this one I don't have the right information on, but it is now Universal, the Steve Jobs bio movie uh, written by Aaron Sorkin. So they don't even have a chance to make it anymore. So uh, I guess Angelina Jolie won that fight, but uh, yeah, it just it, like just reading these emails is a hoot because it really gives you an idea of if you if you ever sitting in a movie theater and wondering God how did they make this piece of garbage? It's because people that are insane run the movie industry, as far as I can tell. Just so you're crazy. You're saying I have a chance. You show you could do no worse. I think running Sony. Boom. Actually, that's not true. The amount of WWE superstar bio movies that would be inundated <laughs> all over the world this summer. Hulk Hogan, the story behind the man. I feel like I would rather actually just try and remake movies that like The Lake House. Yeah, I think I would like remake that with WWE wrestlers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that wouldn't be that bad. Hogan, no, and, Hogan and Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> as just in love and writing yeah. each other notes across time. Yeah. Why, I, not? why not? I'd watch it. Sounds good to me. There you go. Yeah. That would actually be pretty entertaining. I mean, I thought I honestly, good, I'm hoping that the fact that I've said it on this show means it's going to actually happen. It could. It could. <laughs> oh, well, there was some WWE is putting out that I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I got to remember this. Because they've so far this, this year, they've put out Hornswoggle's amazing Leprechaun movie. And they just came out with another movie. What was it? Oh, man. I'm going to go crazy thinking here. Because they announced it, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. It's a sequel to something. Come on, Brian. You can do this. D how do you not know? You are, like, the biggest WWE fan. There's a... Oh, I remember. They're remaking. There is... not. No, they're not remaking. There's a sequel now called Jingle All the Way 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming out with that. Larry the Cable Guy. Yep, and, and Santino Morella. Yeah, who's a wrestler of some kind. He used to be, yeah. How is that an idea for a movie? Oh my God, that's the worst thing I I've don't ever know, heard. And I, I did know about that one because it's not making, it's coming out or out already. It's out already, yeah. yeah. It's in Redbox, I'm guessing, just <laughs> waiting there to ruin your Christmas. Did it not even go to theaters? It didn't. No, did. it's directed to DVD. Oh, such a winner. So was the Hornswoggle movie, though, to well, be fair. Yeah, I know. I remember actually seeing, because they had Larry the Cable Guy on Raw recently to promote it. Wow. I tuned it out, you know, when he was on talk, and I was like, whatever. But if I remember right, I swear I heard him say that it picks up where the Arnold one leaves off. So I'm just hoping, I'm really hoping that he's playing the same character, and there's just <laughs> some sort of freak accident that transforms him from Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> into Larry, the, to cable Larry guy. the Cable Guy. That'd be pretty amazing. Uh, my favorite part was I, I, I found out about this while I was Christmas shopping on Amazon. <laughs> uh, that's how I found out it exists. So I looked at it. The amount of Amazon reviews that are positive about this film is genuinely disturbing. And all of them start with this phrase. 
you know, it's not the greatest film, but my family and I, and I'm just like, nope, I don't care. Nope, 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 nope. I know you want to watch a movie with your family and you think that that qualifies it as a good film. And in your opinion, it does. And that's great. But that's your opinion. And objectively, as a person that watches lots of movies, no, it's not a good movie. Yeah, I, I will say as a movie snob, I'm, which you are. I, oh, I am. I would guarantee you would not enjoy it whatsoever. I, But I will I'll defend it, not as a WWE fan. I'll just defend it as, as saying it, at least it's a Christmas film. And let's face it. A lot of times with those, at least the straight to DVD ones that are just the family fluff, it's really only got to be a couple, a couple happy moments and in 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 some kind of a good message to to fill that void. Mm, that's is, true. It, is it needed in the world? No, no, not at all. But I I would be willing to bet that it probably is is up there with you know like the third Santa Claus movie that Tim Allen was in or something like that. It could be. Not that that's a real high bar. The first one was amazing, though. The first one is quite good. I finally yeah. saw the first one, like, I think like 12 years after it came out. And I was like, oh, this isn't bad. Uh, and then by that point, there was, like, a Santa Claus 3 with Martin Short doing something really awful. Yeah, as, he was Jack Frost. Yeah, I was like, no. I have the trilogy, actually. I have it. I do have wow. it. I, I like to watch it. The second and third ones are, are significantly lower in uh, entertainment value. But mm. I like me some Tim Allen, so it works. You know the one I fight with every year is Jim the Grinch. Grinch. Yep. I both like it and hate it. Why do you hate it? Because it's the equivalent of having like an entire room of sugar-addled children screaming at you for three hours or for two and a half hours. It's so loud and noisy. It is a loud movie. It turns me Grinchy at times, yet at the same time, there are some good moments in it, and Ron Howard is a good director, and Jim Carrey is funny, and... There's some cute moments like, oh, and, yeah, but I mean, I don't hate the film, but there's just moments where I'm like, God, did it have to be so loud? You know what? The the dark, grumbly side of you, I think you just need to keep in the back of your mind that cute little Cindy Lou Who. <laughs> she grew up to be some kind of crazy rock chick. Oh, yeah. She's like a punk rock singer yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So let, let, let that entertain you through the loud moments. That's what the Grinch does to people. He turns right? you into punk rock lead singers. I'm telling you. I actually need to watch that this year. That's that's one of my yearly traditions that I've not got around to seeing that mm. one yet. I like to watch that, and then I watch the the cartoon one. It's like a half hour. Oh yeah, I was I usually watch that one if I watch it like right after Christmas, or I mean Thanksgiving, not Christmas. Mm. <laughs> that would make no sense. Speaking of fun Christmas movies and whatnot, one that we haven't touched on that I hope you have seen. I really hope you've seen it, and if you haven't, you need to. It's another. It's another. Since since it came out in. Theaters even. Ooh. Yeah, this one made it to theaters. Gosh. I've I've watched every single year is Please don't say Jingle All the Way. Is Jingle All the Way. No. Ah, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way. Seriously. I gotta get the toy from the spoiled child. Such a, such, I watched that movie in the theater when it came out, when it first came out. I was a I'm kid. I'm pretty sure I did too. And I remember even watching it then and being like, This is not that great. <laughs> I'm sorry if you love that movie, go no, for it. But it, I, I it's, it's not yeah. great. And this actually ties in with the one I was about to say. Oh yeah, maybe I, say, I yes. will say we're we're both grown ass men now. Sure. But you just mentioned a movie that's not ideal, but was it, you know, it's a fun kid movie that we we went and saw in the theater. So I think it's important to say that that the the movie snob that you are and the less of a snob but the movie enjoyer that I am. I like that I'm a snob for enjoying quality films. Like like if somebody Based that eats steaks and drinks red wine was like McDonald's is shit, you wouldn't be surprised. You'd be like, oh well, yeah, that guy thinks that's crap because he only eats good stuff. 
True, and I'm not saying snob in a totally vehement way. Sure. It's just, it's a differentiation between you and I. I don't snuffle in turds. You're correct. There you go. I can enjoy some some shit. You don't. All right. Fair enough? Fair enough. As long as as long let's as we're not calling a turd a spade. No. And let's just put this to our to our listening audience. This guy over here actually likes the Ang Lee version of Hulk. Yep. Yeah, and didn't like the Ed Norton version. I didn't care as much either for both, but I enjoy the Ang Lee more than I enjoy the Edward Norton version. So now that everybody has a good frame of reference on where your brain is with movies, the, wait, my frame of reference is Hulk movies. That's all you. It's like no, the, I'm just the sample size it, you're taking. I'm <laughs> illustrating it for the audience so that we don't have to delve into all the movies you like and dislike. I would, I would say, how about if we start it more on I enjoy. Who you calling a moron? I enjoy Terrence Malick films more than you do, which is not everybody digs them. You know, no one wants to see a guy uh, picture, you know, someone film a creek for three hours, but I like it. So I dig it. I get not everyone likes it. All this to say, we owe our parents a big thank you for taking us to these Christmas movies. To Hingle All the Way. To, to, to Hingle All the Way. I think it was my aunt that took me, actually. But, yeah. Screw it. This is, uh, this is supposed to be a nice moment. You've just fucked it. Yep. You've just, just, ho, ho, you just ho, bent ho, it over a table. Or Bah Humbug, whichever one you want. Anyway, the movie I was going to say was Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol's genius. Why would you ever not think it's an amazing movie? Because movie? you like to watch movies about creeks for three hours. And therefore, I can't enjoy a movie that warms the cockles of people's I hearts? I don't know. You apparently couldn't enjoy the magic of Jingle all the way. Okay, I put this to our, our viewing audience. If you've seen The Muppet Christmas Carol and you've seen Jingle All the Way, <laughs> which one to you embodies Christmas more? A, a really crass commercial movie with a, a screaming Austrian and a subpar African-American comic fighting over a toy? Or a movie with Kermit the Frog, the nicest person in America, singing songs about the joy of Christmas? And and warming the heart of Michael Caine. And warming the heart of Michael Caine, exactly. Yes, no, Muppet Christmas Carol is, a, is I would literally watch it every year. Okay. And it's never worth I I, I, I don't think it's Christmas until I've heard that song that the, the Ghost of Christmas Present sings. Oh, yeah. Like, that is literally a Christmas carol for me now. It is. It's a great song. So, yeah. All the songs. And actually, that movie is where I learned how to do a Kermit the Frog impression. Because it's an amazing film. Yep. I was singing along with... Uh, his Only one more sleep till Christmas. Sleep till Christmas. Yeah, because it's an amazing song. It, it is. It makes me almost cry every time I hear it. I will play devil's advocate right here, <laughs> in a kind of cynical way. Uh-huh. You asked which one says more about Christmas. I think Jingle All the Way fits better. Really? With the way our society is nowadays, do we need to cover Black Friday? See, now you you're wrote just a being whole thing grinchy. about it. No, I'm sorry, but the fact is, you even called it a commercialized thing, and that's what it's become. In our society, not all of Christmas. You tell me, there's no one that everyone that all those families I didn't say it wiped it out and it's obsolete. But I, I'm more so, yes, there is more so because because you have people that don't celebrate any other Christian holidays, mm. but but get all about the commercialism of, of Christmas, and that's fine. That's sure. totally fine. I'm just saying that I do think, on the whole, in our society, the majority of people that celebrate Christmas do so out of the silver bells, Santa Claus presence end of it than they do out of the birth of, of Christ. Sure, I suppose. Right. I'm not 
Not saying that Jingle All the Way is a better movie. I was just saying the way you phrased it. You're the it, one that was like, oh, man, you know, the Muppet Christmas Carol isn't as good as Jingle All the Way. No, and that's, that's you're twisting my words. No, you you decided to go with Jingle All the Way and make Christmas sad, sad, sad because it's about gifts. First of all, I was the one that brought up Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. It is clearly the better movie. I yes. said that your qu- the way you phrased your question of, hey, folks, which one to you best sounds like Christmas a commercialized thing with an Austrian fighting over a, a toy, that sounds, unfortunately, more like what Christmas has turned that into. That does not sound like Christmas to anybody out there. Because, well, you do have people out there fighting for toys, for sure. A majority, a majority of people are going out and they're buying gifts for their friends and their family and wrapping them up and giving them and enjoying the gift of giving, which is also what Christmas is about. So, Ha. Then the Muppet Christmas Carol makes that abundantly clear. The whole song, it's in the singing of a street corner. I'm going to sing the whole damn thing. Street corner choir. Yeah. I think they nail it more because it's more about the spirit of giving and the mm. traditions and being with people you love. I mean, the the isn't the last song that Michael Caine sings? And by the way, he sings horribly, but I love Michael Caine. Uh, <laughs> the Love We Found, the song at the end where he's like, the love we found. Da, 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 da. I don't remember all the words of that I one. think so, yeah. But you remember that one. That's like the thesis of the film right there. Boom. I do find it funny that you're arguing so violently uh, in favor of something that I'm already in favor of. I'm just saying. You're grrinching on me. You're like, oh, Christmas is all everybody has is that gifts and bits. Arnold Schwarzenegger's yeah. movie is the, is, the, is the thesis of the age. I'm going to slip a 20 to our editor, and I'm going to come out looking good in this conversation. You do what you can, man. There's no <laughs> way you're coming out looking good. People are going to be like, that cynical, grinchy bastard. We're going to go grow his heart three sizes today. Speaking of Christmas and the meaning of Christmas and all that fun stuff, Brian and I did decide that since it is the Christmas season, we should probably, you know, be slightly festive. And we do also like to play music from yes. time to time. Happens. So what we're gonna share with you now is this is actually this is Downstairs Neighbors first ever Christmas recording, isn't it? It is. Uh, so look for our Christmas album with John Denver and the Muppets. It'll be coming out uh, next year. It'll be really good. The ghost of John Denver? Yes, the ghost of John Denver. Was there a movie about him coming out right before he died? You know, we should look into that. <laughs> it might have been. But anyway, here is Brian and I, Downstairs Neighbors, Oh Holy Night.
do listen to NPR. I thought you were kidding. I, I don't, actually. I, I've heard clips and bits of it, but I honestly, I don't listen to NPR. I should. I dig most of what they talk about, but sometimes they get they, they talk me to sleep. Literally, I'm not even mm. kidding. I've tried to listen to NPR, and then it's like, <laughs> pass out. Yeah, totally. Actually, you know who I dig? I dig Garrison Keillor. I don't know what that is. He's uh, the Prairie, oh, Home Companion, Prairie Home Companion. The, the that sounds. Name? That name. Sounds it is the like most Midwest thing ever. How can I don't think you get to be from the Midwest and not hope the Lake Wobegon tales? None of this rings a bell with you. No, and there's probably a reason I relocated out to L.A. <laughs> I guess that's true. It is pretty. <laughs> it is pretty uh, uh, Midwesty. But yeah, no, it makes me want to. I want to. Every time I listen to those, I'm always like, I want to live in Minnesota and fish in the Finger Lakes and all that. Anyway, that's my point. Whatever. You don't know the genius of Garrison Keillor. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna elucidate you on that. So, do you listen to your NPR on the internet or on the radio? Usually, when it's on the radio. Okay. To go to sleep at night. <laughs> Have a glass of warm milk and, and some, some glass. <laughs> Pass out. That's how I do it. That's how I roll. So clearly, you enjoy listening to the lovely sounds of NPR as you drift off to sleep. I, for one, think that it would be a better idea if people maybe, I don't know, listen to this show as they drifted off to sleep. Because this show totally lends itself to sleeping. Sweet dreams. Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> like, you've drifted off to sleep, and then like 20 minutes later, they're like, <laughs> like Cthulhu is being summoned to your... <laughs> Headphones in the middle of the night. That's that. That could be why people <laughs> get John Goodman yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, John Goodman screaming. <laughs> We're arguing about Christmas songs and movies, and they're just like, I cannot sleep to these people. Click. Nope. So, so then you can't sleep. You turn off final hour with the West Coast neighbors. Yep. And you you do what I think most people do when they are just looking for a way to kill time. You mindlessly scroll through your Facebook feed. 
Yes. Right? Yes. I, I, I sense hesitation. Are you not a big Facebooker? No, I go to Facebook and Reddit. Those are my two go-tos. Facebook and Reddit. So, have you noticed? The nicer parts of Reddit. There's some dark parts. There, are, there are some dark, scary corners scary. of Reddit. Scary, scary. Have you noticed as bad... I don't know if this is just something that's coming across my feed or what, but it seems over the last, I'm going to say, couple months at least, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of these stupid... I, and I, I really wish... Like I wish that I was not as nice of a person as I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I, I I wish I could, you know, say sometimes to some of the because I I have there I have a few Facebook friends that are that are frequent violators of this sort of crap. Mm-hmm. But I'll see this thing that somebody liked or shared, and it's it's got like a, an image of anything really, but it's usually an image of a person doing some sort of action. Sure. And the headline, you know, is something it it's like he thought he was just getting an average piece of mail. You'll never believe what he found when he opened it. And it's it's the most redundant thing you've ever seen in your life. And you go, I mean, it, and then they're like, it's a piece of mail that yes. he got. Hey, uh, click on this to get a bigger penis. Yeah. <laughs> it, yes. If you, is that hitting your feed? I get some of those sometimes, right? Um, yeah, like you'll just—it's uh, always like, and it's not even just on Facebook. I'll see it like anywhere. Like if you look on the side of like uh, even like ESPN, I'll go on ESPN and look up some sports scores or something. And on the side, they've got like ads that are like, like it, they don't say they're ads. Like it looks li- or like the links at the bottom of like a like they, ESPN does this a lot. Mm. Like down at the bottom of an article about like let's say Kobe Bryant scoring twenty-five points. At the bottom of that article is. You won't believe what Kim Kardashian did? Question mark E mm. online, and you're just like, and it's like not even associated with ESPN. Right. They're just selling the ad space, and it's all about getting you to try and click. So it's like, dude, this one guy ate children. Do you know what he ate next? And you click on it, and it's like, oh, he ate like baby mice or something, which would still be an interesting story. So actually, it's not even that good of an example, but <laughs> something like that, uh, you know. And then you get there, and it's like he ate gingerbread men, children. That's what he did. And uh, anyway, would you like a larger penis? And you're like, what the? F- come on. So what's the logic behind that? Because because they they just piss me mm. off. Like it's worse than the pop up ads. And those are bad. I'll, 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 internet advertising is just. I think that's kind of like totally to me i don't know uh, it mystifies me like mm. good internet advertising what would that be for you because to me pop-up ads are annoying like anytime an ad like takes up my entire screen i literally make a mental note to myself well i'm not buying that product ever especially if you're on your phone yeah if you're on your phone and it's hard as hell to click the tiny little x up there with your finger and like nine times out of ten you're stuck going to their stupid website and you gotta well, close and a lot that of down. them are uh, a lot of them have fake x's on there I've yeah. seen a lot of ads where it's like they, they put a graphic of what looks like it should be a close X. Oh, yeah. But that's part of the ad. So yeah. you try to close it, and all of a sudden, it's, oh, you meant to click on this? Yeah, now you're off to God knows where, and the pop-up crap's going like crazy. Oh, and, the, oh, and then you get, like, those ads that are just, like, like it'll have some picture of, like, uh, the, my favorite current one is uh, it's this innocuous, like, these office drone looking people like huddled around really excited about something in the picture and underneath it it's like and they're clearly like this group of people are listening to this one really good looking guy Mm. like this guy just looks like oh man he's a macho cool looking bro and all these like there's there's a hot blonde and like there's an old guy that looks like it could be his dad because he has father issues and wants his dad to respect him and if you click on this link your dad will respect you finally and at the bottom it says, there's lots of money in penny stocks. Find out how to dot, 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 dot. 
A, just let me clear that up. There's no money in penny stocks. Don't ever, ever, ever buy penny stocks. That's <laughs> literally a scam. It is the most scammy scam you've ever been scammed. Yep. But the way they like, and it'll be on like legit websites. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like like Huffington Post has this shit at the bottom. Like what? Oh God! All of Huffington Post's articles yeah. have a fl- the one that I keep seeing. No matter what article, this is good. I've I've read. I've been reading based off of some trials and tribulations we've been going through with fantasy football i've been i've been on sports things mm. i've also been on your basic entertainment news things There's a lot of it for so we can have stuff to talk about here sure wrestling stuff no matter what i'm looking at the one that i keep seeing and i don't know this this actress's face mm. but it's some i'm assuming she's an actress because of what it says but also she looks it looks like a, like a photo of somebody that's probably taken on a red carpet but it says 26 celebrities you didn't know were bisexual. Yeah. I was like, what around. the hell? Yeah. A, who cares? Yeah. B, 26 is a weird number. Unless you literally have somebody's name starting with every letter of the alphabet, there's no need to, to go with 26. To go yeah. with 26. That that just kind of stands out to me. But it's just it's the sort of thing where I'm like, it, it, it doesn't matter what I'm looking at. It doesn't matter what I'm reading about. It's not, they're not ads that are tailor-made to the, uh, the target audience of what whoever's on that article or site. Yeah, they're just blanket statements of. Hopefully, this will get the most attention. Yeah. Now, the other kicker I enjoy is I get this one on um, uh, Facebook a lot. This website has uh, residents of North Hollywood, California, freaked out. Right. And it's always some picture of like this semi-attractive girl standing in a mugshot, looking like, yes. oh man, there's naked pictures of me. Oh no, I was being naughty. And you're like, who clicked what? I've seen the God's, exact I've never same, clicked on it. I've but. seen the exact same ad, and the that's not North Hollywood for me. It changes to the city I'm in. Yeah. So it literally, yeah. It's, I mean, kudos to the programming behind that, I guess, because it clearly doesn't well, I mean, make much, and all those it just updates the city, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, it relates to me. Remember all those, uh, all those privacy things everyone's freaked out about with Facebook. The mm-hmm. thing Facebook sells to those people is your location. They mm-hmm. sell where you're at because you told them. I live in North Hollywood, or I went to LeGrand High School, or I went to such and such a place. It's not just Facebook, because I've noticed actually Facebook ads, when I'm on Facebook, legit ads for shopping things, yeah. based off of Google searches I've done. Oh, yeah. Google sells your information, too. Yeah. Yeah, yep. they both do it. And uh, Google's totally, yeah, they sell your shit, and then everything, like, your your unique uh, internet address, they, like, tailor-made it to, to send to you. In, in which is, which is smart. In some ways, if it's done... I'm, I'd be okay with that. You know what? I would actually prefer seeing ads on the side of my screen. I'd rather see ads all day long that have to do with shit I'm interested in that I've been looking for. Yeah, no, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm not looking for 26 celebrities I didn't know were bisexual, and I'm not looking for a bigger penis right now. Thanks. I'm good. Right. But I the other day, what really uh, what caught my eye was it was an exact product that I had been looking at on Guitar Center. I was looking mm, at. Yeah. Here's, a, here's a nice little free ad for Guitar Center. You're welcome. I was uh, sponsor us. I was looking for a new case for for my banjo, and some of the items I was actually looking at. I w- I was later on Facebook and down in the ad it was like banjo cases. Oh. I was like, okay, that that's helpful actually. Right. No, it, it's when they're like complete. It's when they sell my information and what I'm looking for to people that are selling the things I'm looking for, sure. Mm. But when they're selling it to people that are like, do you want to know what your neighbors are up to? Right. I'm like, I don't want I don't want that ad because, A, it's gross and nasty, and B, it's just a waste of everybody's time. Like, I'm not clicking on it. And if you're right. the type, like, it, I've, I, A, I've never clicked on that ad or been even vaguely tempted to because it I'd be willing to bet it's something porn-related. 
got to be something like just dumb as hell. I I don't know what, but it just every time I see that ad, I'm like, what? Who is? They must get people to click on it because otherwise they wouldn't put it up there. So yeah, somewhere out there, people want to know like, oh man, what's this semi-attractive girl done? I gotta find out. Where I know the odds are small, but I really hope whoever modeled for that picture listens to this show because you've called her semi-attractive a couple times. I know, and that's well, that's just one of the most lukewarm things you can I know. say about. You know, person. she's all right. She's <laughs> like a, a six or seven. You know, whatever. I'm just I'm making an object of her because she's been an object of herself. What's kind of I told you I make misogynistic statements sometimes. You I are, absolutely you are an asshat. I have my moments. The experience that we're getting with all these ads, mm. the just the the cluttering on the websites that we're tr- actually trying to get information from, and then what, like we talked about on the phones, where it overtakes your entire screen, and no matter what you try to click on, you're right. you're going to that. Page. You are gonna find out about clan clash of clans or whatever the hell, right. whether you want to or not. And then. I don't know if you've had this, but some, like when you do try to close that and it opens that page and you hit the back button or whatever, you actually it somehow has trapped you in a series of like four or five ads pages that you oh have to yeah. keep going back, 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 even though you only clicked one button ever. This is an experience that used to be reserved only for people looking for internet porn. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this was the type of thing that. And I think we both just outed ourselves as people that totally have searched for internet porn. Totally. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't just based appear, on the I didn't appear at the age I'm at uh, that I'm at now. I I was a teenager and the internet existed. Oh. So I'm going to continue outing myself. Sure. And uh, you, we you're, were. You're in, with I, me. Ninety. Uh, there can't. I, I don't remember the figure, but like they did a survey, and it's like a, a large percentage of. People. The people that Men are loudest about everybody. never seeing porn are the ones that have definitely done it. Probably looked as important, yeah. But so it used to be, you know, you if you were if you got into any sort of a porn site or anything mm. and you clicked on anything that was remotely addy. Yeah. Back in that day it was it was literally full on pop up windows. Like your your whole yeah. computer screen would be full of all these different windows that you have to close. Yeah. And you couldn't ever close them as fast as they could open them. Yeah. That somehow is is a is not as bad, could maybe because you know you're not a scared teenager. You're going, oh god, no right. god, but <laughs> oh man, mom's in the driveway. Click 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 <laughs> click click click. But it is it is a similar experience when you when when just in the ad world they take you down this rabbit hole and you're like, I just want to know how bad the bears lost. Right. You know, it's. Ugh. I'm not rising to that bait, by the way. I did not. I want you to notice. I did and not. And that's why I don't write clickbait ads, because apparently I wouldn't be able if to. If you'd been, I, I, I can't believe the bears, dot, 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 I would have totally risen to that bait. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, click. No, it's. And it's. I, I just wonder, like, how they think that influences me as a customer, because what it does, it turns me off to your product entirely. Yep. I just am like, said oh. that I. If there's a pop up ad that. that, 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 that takes away from my whatever I'm trying to do, I will not ever buy that product. Even yeah, if it's a like product yeah. I like. If it's like Pepsi, I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah, take Guess a I'm hike. a Coke man. Like I d- and I don't mind like like YouTube ads, I guess, sometimes. Uh, you know what I like is the way ESPN does it. ESPN, if, you, if you've ever, because like I follow ESPN on Facebook, so I get a lot of, you know, those stories will pop up. Sure. And I'll watch, I'll watch videos. By the way, some, I want to say Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators, I think, mm-hmm. their their head coach just got fired, and is in his farewell press conference, he <laughs> quoted Taylor Swift, 
Saying players, wow. players gonna play, 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 and haters gonna points hate. to that man for life. Good job. And what's really funny in the video <laughs> that that nobody talked about. I was actually s- I was scouring the comment section, which is dangerous, mm. but I was scouring the comments waiting for somebody to elaborate on this. ESPN and the commenters and nobody talks about the fact that after he says his comment, some crazy bitch in the back of the room starts screaming unintelligibly at him. Like and I just so badly Weird. wanted to know what she was yelling at him and and why and it, like that's what entertained me and I was like, no, nah, I need to know this and I don't know how to get that information but I know what twenty six celebrities I didn't know yeah. were bisexual you know who it's yeah but anyway the way ESPN does it when you play those videos they'll start with an ad but the ad is on the same video file as whatever video they're showing you so you can choose to just fast forward. 10, 15 seconds mm. past it. That's that's what I think they should do. I I would actually be more inclined to pay attention to some ads because, A, I think advertisers need to stay clever with their ads. I don't mind commercials if they're funny. Yeah, no, if you catch my attention, sure. I mean, the, the remember the Dos Equis guy? For yeah, I yeah. mean, he's kind of old now, but I remember when those first started. Old. Well, yes, but when those first started out, I would literally be like, oh, man, I'm not skipping this. I got to right. see what the new Dos Equis ad says. Same with know. Old Spice. Yeah, Old Spice ads. Like, there's a lot of ads that I've been like, oh, I got to see this. This is interesting. I want to know about this. Yep. Uh, and I don't even, I, I neither drink Dos Equis nor do I wear Old Spice. So, you know. Uh, but you do drink Old Spice and wear Dos Equis, which is weird. Yeah, that is strange. Actually, and that's not true. After the ads, I'm not even going to lie to you, I drank more Dos Equis than I did before. I mean, I wasn't like a regular customer, but if I was in a Mexican restaurant and somebody asked me what I wanted to drink, you'd, I got a Dos Equis. You'd have Uno or Dos? Yeah, I'd have a Dos. <laughs> totes so you know i mean they that kind of that that ad campaign worked for me yeah but no so. but i hate i hate like you were saying with the youtube ones where they hold you hostage although you were saying you're okay with them i uh, it depends on the on the ad the one that drives me nuts is when they put ads before movie trailers <laughs> you're like wait this is already an ad for the movie now i have to watch an ad so they can watch your ad no yeah no not doing that i'm wondering if that's youtube doing it or if that's the video owner uh, it's the video owner, actually. They give you the choice of how you want to monetize your ad because you can you can always put the, s- the skip video thing in the bottom. Mm. You get less money for it, but it does give your viewer the option to skip the ad if they want. The ones that don't, they get paid more money. So, you know, if you're putting out the new trailer for the Star Wars film, <laughs> yeah, people are going to watch that. They're going to sit through the ad. Right. So those so the people putting the Star Wars trailer out are going to make you watch an ad to watch their ad and that's kind well of you know and i think that's probably a good thing because you know those those poor guys making making the, the new star wars movies they they, they're not going to make any money no money it's not so it's sad it's not going to be successful their kids their kids are only getting seven different kinds of mul- of, of multi-million dollar presents this year it's really sad only one island for jj abrams kid one. I'm going to take that as a segue into what i wanted to talk to you about the star wars films fox catcher oh the other movie from Fox. Was it? It has Fox in the title. Oh. Like I don't that. think it was. But Foxcatcher, yes. No, I am curious. Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Uh, I just want to say this, folks. I have not seen Foxcatcher yet. Boom. Seth has seen an Oscar-contending film before me. You are too busy watching Jingle All the Way too. I was far <laughs> too busy with Larry the Cable Guy. But Foxcatcher, I'm going to try and be spoiler-free like I was with Lucy. Another okay. one that I saw I right when it came out. Yeah. Again, I don't think Foxcatcher just came out. I think it's been out for a little while. It's actually it's uh, wide release kind of recently, yeah. Oh, well, look at me being all... Yeah, you're right on, on it. it. It's been out, like, limited for a couple weeks, but, like, full release, I think, either last weekend or this... I don't know. 
Cool. Anyway, I saw it. Before I before I dive into what confused me about it, okay, I'm gonna say the positives. Steve Carell, amazing. Now I don't know if there's any video footage of the actual John Dupont character that he is portraying, mm. so I don't know how accurate it was to the guy. Okay, but as far as just a transformation into a older and definitely complex individual, okay, very well, very well done. Nice. Mark Ruffalo, I expect to be doing good things. He's very, very good. It's brutal to be Mark Ruffalo. Right? Because, uh, <laughs> it's just like, you can't he's fuck brilli- up. <laughs> he's brilliant in everything, and you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just, he's really good in everything, and you're just like, oh, I expect that. Like, that's literally how he needs I came to just away with be it. in I something that he's awful, where he just needs <laughs> to suck for like two years and then be like, this is what it looks like when I'm bad. Because you've never seen it. Because yep. I'm always good. So. And I don't mean it. I'm not, I don't mean <clears> to take anything away. I, I feel like he deserves an Oscar nomination for his performance because it, mm. it was good. I'm just, it's not noteworthy in this conversation because I expect it to be good. Right. Like Steve Carell is noteworthy because typically we've seen him do the same sort of He's Steve Carell wacky yeah. thing for a long time. This is new for him. Yeah. Whereas Mark Ruffalo has been brilliant since day one. So, you know. Right. The other one that uh, that we've talked about, mm. actually, I think we talked about it in the vein of comedy and whatnot, but, mm. but Channing Tatum, freaking good. Really? Really, really, really good. And that is definitely new for him. Not, right. not not being good. He's been good in other things, but it's been like comedy or action right. films. This exactly. is very much different. No, he, without, I, I really don't want to spoil anything in it, but just the stuff that he deals with, and there, there's, there are layers to his character that I did not really expect hmm, out okay. of him. So fantastic performance from him. Nice. And it was obviously done well. I think it was well shot. There's mm. a lot of beautiful shots in there. The uh, I don't know if they actually shot it in Pennsylvania, but it takes place mainly on this estate up in Pennsylvania. Mm. Gorgeous area. Here's where I'm. I walked away confused, and I really th- I think it is. Ne- you need to see it so we can have a discussion about it. But I and I just need to kind of. Where'd you see it anyway? I'm just uh, AMC. Oh, AMC, okay, yeah. yeah, they're playing AMC. I just need to let it marinate a little bit on my brain to f- try and figure out, because the one thing that I, I that I kind of came away from it with was I don't understand why they made this movie. Okay. There is a story to be told, sure, mm. but I feel like it's a story that has been told on Dateline, NBC, and that's the way that the movie presented it. I almost felt like I was like, okay, well, I don't get it wasn't handed to me clearly enough why the writer slash director or whoever made the call to ma- you know mm. make this movie I don't know what they're trying to say okay. what I think the only thing I can try and get out of it for myself and be like okay maybe th- this is what I take from it I guess is sure. that it was maybe a comment on unchecked wealth and privilege a popular subject these days right because it definitely Again, for people that, like me, don't know what actually happened, like don't know the news story, I don't want to talk about the events in the film. Sure. Because it was, it, I, I had an idea from mm. watching the trailer, but even I was off. I was really off. Okay. So I don't want to talk about the events that happened, but I will say that I feel like they, they all, like the thing they're all revolving around is Steve Carell's character, John DuPont, being born into money from, I think they call them the wealthiest family in America. mm and it's it's just kind of a his elderly mother is still alive and around in the film, and so you do get to see the dynamic of playing off of like he wants her approval for things, and like he's it's it's weird. It's but I think I I, I think it's maybe just 
watching what can happen when somebody has never been told no before. That's true. Uh, so, I mean, is it more Steve Carell's character story or more Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo's story? Because they play brothers. I know that. They play Channing brothers. Yeah, is they, it more like, like, who do you get the sense is the main character in the film? Going off of my interpretation that I just threw out, I would say you've got to look at it as Steve Carell. But sure. for what bothers me, mm. I'll just say this. The pivotal point in the movie happens within the last 10 minutes. Right. So there's not a lot of time for any sort of explanation of mm. it. And so I'm like, so movie's over because I feel like I feel like we need another half hour or so <laughs> to wrap that up there. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like like you know, you you get plenty of exposition and in, in certain things, and and usually in in any scenario in any movie really, unless it's one of those choose your own ending type things, like mm. like without again without really spoiling anything, but Inception ended in a way that they didn't want to they didn't want to tell you anything. Right. Inception ended for you to think. All right. But this one, <laughs> I don't think it ends for you to think. I think it literally just ends, and and you're like, oh, well, did you not know? Like, do you not have the information to share with the audience? Is that what it is? Because I don't feel like there. I don't feel like it was an artistic choice to not do it. Some movies do that, like uh, No Country for Old Men. I know pissed a lot of people off mm. with its ending, but the whole point of the film is actually in the ending of No Country for Old Men, where. Uh, okay, we're well past our year to year spoiler marker here, but the guy who's the Javier Bardem's killer, uh, who's been a killer throughout the whole film, walks away. He there's no justice at the end. Like he's he's been a horrible person throughout the whole film. He's murdered lots of people, and he gets away at the end. And the end of the film is Tommy Lee Jones sitting there talking about a dream he had about his father going off into the darkness and lighting a fire for him, and he just feels lost out in the darkness. And a lot of people said, well, what the hell is that? They didn't catch him and they didn't do it. Like, but the whole point of the film is that it's really Tommy Lee Jones is the main character of the film. And the whole point of No Country for Old Men is that he feels like this new world around him is too violent for him to understand. Mm. And he can't ever reconcile himself with it. Therefore, there is no, this is No, no Country, Country for, for Old Men. Men. And he realizes that only when he dies and goes on into whatever afterlife there is, will he find his, you know, be comfortable again? And that's sort of, that, that was my interpretation of the film. And when I read a couple other pieces of people who thought the same thing. So with that, the Coen brothers use that. Again, I'm not, I, I don't know. I haven't seen Foxcatcher. So you maybe need to. it's good. Bennett, Bennett Miller is the director and he's a director. He did Capote with Philip Seymour Hoffman a few years ago. Mm. Like I was like, he won, uh, uh, um, Hoffman won the Oscar for that. Uh, and that was also a film that definitely I remember it ended and I was like, that's an odd place to end the film. So maybe he just doesn't do good with endings. Maybe not every good film has a good ending. Sometimes movies right. just you're like, that's weird place to end it. But your movie's good. So it, it just it could it, be it, too. it just felt off. Like I, maybe it's because I know that we live in a world in which Transformers gave an extra hour's worth after the storyline <laughs> ended. Yeah, I feel like this one could have spared a few minutes. You can well, <laughs> you, you could have wrapped this up. If, if Michael Bay can go blow the Chinese for another hour after the, after I feel like the credits should have rolled, then surely you can give me a little bit more time with this story. Yeah. True. True. Well, I will have to uh, to to. I, I definitely want. I've got a list um, that I want to catch before we do our end of the year podcast. Yes. Uh, our best of. I still have not seen quite a few films. And I can actually get you. We can do a screening of Foxcatcher here, because I have through some of my contacts. I have. Oh, nice. Okay. Because because it, it's up for award nomination yeah, yeah. stuff, and I I have. 
I have my fingers on the pulse. Yes, you run Hollywood. I, I do. Ra- I do run Hollywood, but yeah, beyond that, I can get access to that. So nice. Yeah, I've, I've got Foxcatcher, Whiplash is another one I want to see. I want to see the Theory of Everything. So we'll have to we'll have to watch some of these. Yeah, before we do gotta our yeah Theory end. of Everything. Got to catch up on a lot of these um, uh, films that mm-hmm. are some of them still in theaters. And uh, you, our viewers, I'm sure you're excited for Oscar season and racing out there to go. Actually. I, I know a few of our, our viewers are, are our Oscar fans, and I look I like forward to hearing their views. I like that calling them viewers. They view us. They just stare they at a picture of us. the sound of our voices. <laughs> you did mention a year-end review show, and I think that should definitely be what we do. Let's let's tackle that next episode. Let's look at the good and the bad that was Top 10 meals Brian ate this year. And 26 things about Brian you didn't know were bisexual. Boom. Although if you've been listening to the show, it's pretty easy there, to pick them out. There were some, there were some pretty big clues dropped. Not, not too hard to <laughs> figure out. No, I, I'm looking forward to our, our end of the year review show. We're going to round up a lot of things from 2014 that we dug. Um, gosh, I can't even think. Like uh, movies are definitely going to be on there. Oh yeah, movies should be on there. I think we should look at just society. Some, some things that happened in our current top events. moments. Yeah, yeah, top and top and bottom moments. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that, I definitely have a worst of movies list. I'm going to be putting out there. A uh, music. Got to talk about some music. And music. Uh, Maybe yeah. video games. Got to do TV, the video TV games. shows. We should tackle that. Yeah, we do seem to talk about the TV shows. So and yeah. perhaps we don't do it much anymore. Mm. Maybe some sports talk. Sports moments for sure. Some sports, moments. sports moments. So we'll we'll wrap it all up. Yeah. The next time we join you, folks. Christmas will have come and gone, so we do want to make sure everybody has a merry and safe Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. Basically, happy holidays, folks. I think that's probably what we're trying to say. Have a merry, wonderful, happy time with your friends and family and loved ones, and I hope you all give and receive whatever you want. That could be hot. Hot holidays. In the spirit of that... We did want to leave you with actually another song by Downstairs Neighbors. This is a Christmas original. Yes. It will soon be replacing Bing Crosby's White Christmas for yep. the the quintessential Christmas song. This will be on every Lexus ad next year. Yes. Leading so up to Christmas. We're gonna we're gonna leave you with Christmas Bell by Downstairs Neighbors. We do want to thank you again for listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And Santa Claus is not a lie. This time of year is full of Christmas cheer, not for me, babe. In this lonely town, the snow is falling down on me, babe. Walking hand in hand in winter wonderland with you, babe, is what I want. Ring-a-ding-dong, I've been waiting so long to see me. My Christmas bell, been checking my list and need that mistletoe kiss from you. My Christmas bell, always. Smile had me, girl Lit 
up my silent night with those Christmas lights in your eyes, girl. So let your heart song ring and you'll hear me sing, I'm in love, girl. I'm in love. Ring a ding dong, I've been waiting so long to see. My Christmas bell, man. By the fire and I burn with desire for you With you by my side We'll have a merry Christmas And a happy new year too So ring a ding dong I've been waiting so long to see My Christmas bell Been checking my list I need that mistletoe kiss from you My Christmas bell always This has been a Dry Run production.